0: This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, uh-huh. and of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle, trying to make a y'all, yo yo, 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 some get a little, some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. All right, all right, I got uh, Justin Bernard, the Saint An- Anselm, right? Am I saying it yeah. right? The legend.
1: <laughs> Listen, I felt it wrong for like half a college. So
0: <laughs> the St. Anselm legend. You still got the reception record?
1: I think someone got it. I think he's in the NFL now. I forget his name. The summer oh, right? he, played, he played at ECU. Uh, uh, what is it? Eastern Carolina. Yeah, he played there yeah. in like a couple other schools. Whoever, whatever do that, but that's that's who it is.
0: Well, for those who don't know, this is Justin Bernard. Like I said, he's from St. Anselm, Division Two, um, wide receiver. Uh, I also met him during our times playing Cambridge Flag Football. Uh, we've been we've been mutual friends, close friends for a good time. Um, now he is the head coach of Acton Boxborough, now known as the. Um, they changed their name, right? Yeah, with a what a revolution now. So the revolution. Uh, the head coach of the revolution. Uh, who just won their first game of the season yesterday, 28 to 27, right? Lexington. Yep. Uh, yep. Y'all, are, y'all are D1, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we are D1. We are D1. Yep.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember playing when I played high school basketball, of course. Um, Lexington was a big D1 school, and so was Acton-Boxborough. Yep. Um, yep. uh, thank you for coming on to the podcast, bro. I just wanted to get you on here because I think it's uh, – I try to use my podcast as an opportunity to get people to know – Uh, people from our region who are doing dope shit. Um, This is my plan for the rest of the year is try to get more people on here. And you're the first of many that I want to get to talk about and celebrate. Um, I want to tell you congratulations on becoming head coach. I saw your journey since last year and I think I hit you up once I saw it. I was like, yo, I'm proud of you. That's fire. Like, you know, a lot of people know you're a big football brain yeah you know great receiver in college of course you you tried to do the NFL thing you know life happens um (laughs) um, but of course you know you're very talented as as it is um but uh I want the people to hear from you more of your journey and what your 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 accomplishment you're also uh educator you're a teacher so that's also a dope thing too so uh, yeah, I want I want the people to know a little bit more about you and what your journey is and what you're what you're looking to ac- accomplish as head coach over there.
1: Yeah, well, first you know I definitely want to thank you for having me. You know, you know, obviously we go back since basically playing flag football, getting <laughs> to you know each other. We got a lot of interest through lifestyle and sports and um you know i'll talk about me in a second but you know it's dope to see that you have a passion and that you would share that with me and bring me on you know your podcast because you know absolutely yeah it's definitely it's a sacred thing and it's special so definitely appreciate that but um i mean for me obviously like football I, i see that as like my superpower right like that's my interest i love studying it um i think as we get older we realize we can't be good at everything Mm -hmm. Um, and not to say that I'm good at football or good at what I do, but I feel like at least that's what I'm probably the best at. And I know a lot about it. And so, um, it's a tool to engage young people. Um, in particular me, I think a lot of young men, like we all go through our different walks of life. Um, you know, we start young, everyone has different journeys. Um, high school is a big period of time where I think kids are really, really trying to find themselves before they go into that real world, whether it's college, um, whether it's the workforce. Uh, for a lot of these young kids, they're gonna go on and be husbands one day. They're gonna be fathers, um, and life is not easy as we all know it. So, you know, football I always feel is my secret, my my you know my special power to really engage kids, and then we can really teach life skills through sports. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of acting, box barrel, uh, you know, I you know, I think arriving there, you know, most jobs they're open for a reason, right? So there's a lot of work people don't realize. It's it's not the old acting box barrel from, you know, 2005 to 2008 that would win that, uh, state championships every single year.
0: Um, I, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. There used to be a powerhouse over there.
1: Powerhouse. Um, and, and, and so I think a lot with the community, the community is trying to refine itself, right. Um, figure out where football fits within its community, what interest it is. Um, and so, you know, for the last couple of years, we have really kind of just been in rebuild mode. Um, mm-hmm. And so, You know, really just trying to provide a year-round program. Obviously, we can't make kids come, but to provide the weight room, provide off-season training. Um, There's a pandemic in the country now with a lot of kids just going to private school, and that's not just a football thing. That's basketball, that's lacrosse, that's hockey. Um, And so, you know, for me, obviously, I I went to a public school. I did one year at a private school after I finished my public school time. Mm -hmm. Um, Public school is supposed to be, you know, what I tell these kids is supposed to be like, it's like your brother's. Right. You know, you don't get to choose who your brother is, who your sister is. Right. But, you know, you're born together and you grow and you have to learn how to embrace each other. Where like right. private school, you get recruited, you choose to go. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's about getting these kids to come together and embrace because we are in a very adversity time where the guy you're grinding with today, you know, back when we played, yeah, there were injuries. It was stuff, you know, but today with a lot of kids, it's like. They're here today. They're gone tomorrow. They're not at your school no more. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and that, and that causes a lot of systems, you know, cause I've been through that, you know, when I was a, um, a junior, we had a four star wide receiver just leave for no reason. Right. He committed to UNC the day after. And I know how that made me feel. Um, and I felt we had a lot of crazy things going on in my high school when I was there. And I always felt that there could have been more support for the program that really could have took kids to the next level. And, and, Everyone I played with in my offense went Division One, Division Two. They all had offers. So it's not like people didn't. But I felt that we could have got more kids out to other schools like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tough when some high schools have a revolving door. I think you need a head coach that's going to sit in a program uh, for a long period of time and really get to know a community um, because it looks different everywhere
0: word word and and i and i i noticed i saw a picture that you got your brother on the team as on the yep. staff as well which is that that is dope on its own because it's like i don't think that people understand like like you mentioned community you mentioned like building something from the ground up like your brother also played for um yep. cambridge as well so i mean like bringing that that culture to acting boxborough and showing them like this is how we did it back then or I'm, I don't know how I don't know what kind of conversation you have with those kids. Like I don't know if you go to the you hit them with the um, Al Bundy stuff. Like yeah, I used to do this back in the day type feel, but like they, they, sometimes these kids need to know because they don't understand. Yeah. Like they don't they don't see like there was a lot of hard work done and we didn't have it the same way they done it now. And like you yep. mentioned, kids are going private, and I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of wish from where I was, like I played for Randolph Hyde. That was a, at the time of Division Two. Division to 2A, 2B. To um, I kinda wish there was a a a, a stream I, I was able to streamline to a private school opportunity so mm-hmm. I could excel because I didn't understand what kind of doors that could have opened. I, I was getting yep. I was getting letters, you know, from like, you know, D two, D three, but I didn't take it seriously. If I yep. understood how serious it could have been, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna fault my coaches because they were great. I had some great coaches, I ain't gonna yep. lie. Um, but you know, edu- being educated to understand like how to build yourself and becoming a great player, not only on or off the, and also off the field, it-, it goes a long way. And I think that's something I think you're, you're 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 building yourself as well. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to what you're saying. I mean, I think there's multiple avenues you can take, right? Like, I definitely think there are public schools where it's really just not a good situation. And and I think it's the same thing for a private. I think there's a lot of private schools that are are hiding behind being a private, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you come here, you know, we're gonna do this for you. Um, I've seen kids go out of schools. I think a lot of it really falls on the particular situation, you know, what work you want to put in. I think a lot of us leave, you know, stones unturned, right? Um, Even for me, I didn't really lift weights until I got to college, right? That was a problem. Um, You know, that limited me. And my ability to be as good as I could have been in high school, when I finally lifted weights in college, I figured out I was a much different tier athlete once I added that element to my game. So, you know, I think it depends on what coaches you got around you, what they're willing to show you, um, how the school supports it, because every dynamic's different. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think it's a situation that families have to sit down and really talk about, about whether it works. Um, and it really ultimately dictates, you know, what private schools are looking at you, how much money they're giving you, and, and what's the public school situation like. Um, mm-hmm. the other piece you talked about having my brother on the staff. Yeah. For me, I think it's a special thing. I didn't realize this about coaching until I was probably around 26, 27. Um, when you get into coaching, you start to think a lot about the kids, right? that's what it's about, you know, cultivating talent, getting kids to the next level. But th- there's another level to that. It's, it's development of coaching staff. And I don't just mean like a coaching staff in the sense of, um, you know, you know, we talk about the Fangio tree or the Belichick tree or the Shedahead tree, right? Like, I mean, there's that element of it, but the coaching staff's got to be tight knit. And a lot of guys, again, to coaching, they might be lost, you know, at 24, 25 years old. We talk about men and developing ourselves, right? A lot of men at 24, 25, they're still, they they might be dealing with the burden of ending their football career, right? They may still be trying to find a job, right? Right. Um, You know, some of us had kids at young ages, right? Really. And so, I think the head coach of a program or not even just the head coach, but a lot of those older, more vetted coaches, um, they have a responsibility to help those younger coaches on the staff through trials and tribulations um, right. because I think within life, um, you know, some people get it right early, but a lot of people don't. And a lot of people are hurting for a long period of time. And so just helping people, whether it's, you know, financial literacy, right. You know, or relationship advice, right. Or, you know, parental advice or just trying to figure out your life. I do think that the head coach or the older coaches on the coaching staff, if they can be on the field, do have a responsibility to the younger coaches. So for me, you know, my brother is a great opportunity to help him. um, You know, obviously his business is his business, but help him try to figure out life, right? As he, um, you know, kind of decides where he wants to be. You know, the pandemic, I think, disrupts things for a lot of people his age. Um, that were in school, that maybe didn't finish it on time, and maybe schools for you, what's not for you. Try to mm-hmm. find your passions, and um, I think having mentors, even as a young adult, is really good.
0: That's dope, and, and, and that's a that's a word I wanted to use as well because it's like that's that's part of I, I've been. I mean, we were just off off offline. We were talking about like you know you know, that journey and I I've been wanting to be a head coach or not even a head coach, just coaching. I just want to coach. Like I you yeah, know, no. we we did we did the you know, we did the Pink Sunday and everything. And shout out to Pink Sunday and Coop and all them. Um <laughs> it's still a great thing they've done. I think it's going on almost ten years or a little it may be close to that now. Um and it's and it's it's a lovely thing to see that we were a part of it and we see a lot of our um, peers are still a part of it and it's a great um you know, organization that was built a great situation for a lot of women who are given an opportunity to play football. But we, we also competed against each other as coaches then. And you know, mm-hmm. this this choice opinions on how that works. But nonetheless, I I, I caught the bug then. I lost the bug, and I, I I've been wanting to get back into catching yeah. that bug again because it's 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 for me. It's like like you said, mentoring young men, young women to be great. Soon to be adults, and you're yep. you're the first step. And I, I always remember this, like you know, my father was around, but he wasn't like around. Like we have Haitian fathers, so yep. you know, Haitian fathers they work like two, three jobs. So yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you might get lucky to see them come to your game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So the closest thing to your father figure might be your head coach. You know what I'm saying? Or your one yep. of your coaches, and and they they kind of develop you become a more mature man more than your actual classmates a little bit because you've been putting, you, you're you going through the grind. You know what I'm yep. saying? Your classmate gets to go after school, go to his friend's house and play video games or they outside or doing something. You're going to practice. You know what I'm saying? You're going to the weight room. You're doing all that yep. stuff. And, and, and you're getting, you know, you're getting taught, you know, grown people stuff that at an early age at some points. So, I, I think, like you said, it's like mentoring these children. It's, it's it feels good, and you're a father, so you you kind of have sort of like pretty much a right to speak on things as like a father to them. And they they and they and I'm sure they're receptive to that, which is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, like mentorship is a big deal when it comes to coaching, and, and and for you to be able to do that, and you're also a teacher as well. They they I'm sure they earned a lot of respect from that. Yeah, no, for
1: sure. And, and and you're absolutely right. And and I think you know, beyond our fathers, I think we could talk about that. I think, you know, that's i I've talked I think that is something that America or the world as a whole has to come to terms with as we move into a more modern world, right? Men traditionally do a lot of working, right? And and a lot of financial providing. And what burden does that place on people when 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 the father's always at work and it doesn't disregard what the mother does because the mother does a lot. Um, mm-hmm. at home and whatnot and we could talk about you know where things go for both people but I think that's really important to talk to young men you know about being present right and trying to find the balance between making all this money that you said that you need to make to provide for your family but also understanding how much you're missing out on on important relationships right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I do think as well that's important to the mentorship part because you could throw a bunch of money at stuff and money does things but personal relationships go as well and I think Kind of what you said, like the coaches role, you know, like it, it takes a village. Right. It's so like a whole community. Right. So everyone's kind of bought in And obviously you're going to have deeper connections into certain areas. Um, but overall, the hope is that these communities are assisting parents. Right. I think parents need we need to get instead of being so combative, we got to get back to the time of trusting the schools and trusting the coaches and the coaches have to I get agree. back to trying to break down the barriers with these families, because ultimately we want the best for these kids. Mm -hmm. You know, football is going to come and go, you know, history class is going to come and go, right? We can give you a diploma, we can give you a trophy, right? But ultimately, 21, 25, 30, 40, at some point you're going to be on your own. And and what we gave you, it has to help or we see what the other side looks like, right? Mm -hmm. It's very nuanced to what it looks like person to person, but we really want people to try to live happy lives, right? Or at least get some of the things that they want out of their life.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and that's a good point. Like, you know, I, I could look back at, you know, when I was playing and even when I went the JUCO route, you know, it you you learn a lot about, like, failure. You learn yeah. a, a lot about, like, you know, being in rock bottom. And sometimes you feel like you're on top. Like, because, you, you know, I remember, you know, being put on the second string of the depth chart. And I was like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to play. I'm about to get some burns, like whatever. And then a week later in the week, there's like other people come, like they're converting people to my position. Now I'm put down to like fourth string. I'm an afterthought, like whatever. And I'm, I think I'm one of the better guys, but I'm competing with D1, D2 guys. But then you, you, you have to make a decision in life. Like, Oh, is this for me now? Like, I don't even know. Um, even when, when you're in high school, you, you have to really think about it. Like you don't, sometimes you like on there because your friends on the team, whatever. But sometimes when you realize like, this is what you really passionate about, you're going to do it and you're going to love it. And, um, but how serious do you take it? And, but you do learn a lot of life lessons because you you get, man, oh man, I, I, you know, we see the weather today, like it's super wet, muddy, whatever you want to call it we were outside and then that shit like that, that was not even a question of doubt. Like you're practicing. Like that's whatever. Like that was the, you were thinking like, Oh, we're going to be in the gym today. Like, nope, you're going outside. Put your cleats on. We're running hills. We're going out. We're in the field. Like we're tearing up the grass. Like that's what it was. You have to grow up. You have to grow up. But like you said, it takes a village. Um, I think the, you know, the parents have to have the trust in the coaching teachers um. the The school committees, school committee, gotta do their job as well, because yeah. you know these kids need to be properly educated and also put in a position to understand like how to get ready for that next step. Because if we knew what we knew when we were younger, maybe we get we maybe we're in a different spot. Who knows? Never know. You know right. what I'm saying I mean, That's, that that could be any any of us. You know what I mean? And you're right. And 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 I, I think. Well, we're in a weird
1: place in society, right? It's a weird wrinkling time. I think we are doing a lot of things right. You know, we're trying to re... Even the country's trying to reestablish a new identity, right? One that encompasses the many diverse faces of this country. And I think we are trying to think of more progressive ways to not um, almost throw people away, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it kind of... I think when you look historically to the past, it kind of feels like that. Um, But I do think you know in in a way we do need to look at what we're doing cuz you know you can have very good intentions and bad things can happen and i think sometimes when we're just passing kids through and you know where we're we're playing everything safe um, mm-hmm. we are not preparing these people for like you said the the real world because yep. the real world is not there is no You you can't, it just, it doesn't work like that. Right. Like, you know, if you have a child, then you are responsible for a child, right? Once you get a house, mm-hmm. rent, you're responsible and bad things happen. And, and sometimes people can cut you breaks, but the margin of error changes when you don't have certain resources. And the reality of the matter is, is the resources are not unlimited, no matter how much we sure. want to pretend that's the case. You know, right. we can talk about Jeff Bezos, uh, giving his billions of dollars away <laughs> to the whole world and in fixing stuff, but that's not how it really works, right? Like, yep. it, it it just doesn't. And so, um, it is an evolution process. Life is a very competitive process. Um, Society is a byproduct of that, and so you know it's it's just not going to be disregarded. We got to keep that in mind as we're preparing our young people that we need a soft place for them to land, but at the same time too, we need to prepare them to be in
0: this competitive world because it is that. It's a very competitive world. I agree. Um, I do have a question for you. Yep. What kind, what's your coaching style? Are you like a stoic, like, you know, straight to the punch? Like, I don't want to really answer your question sometimes. I'm all about business, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban type. Or are you like a rah-rah, I'm about to bite somebody's kneecap off, Dan Campbell <laughs> type? Or are you like... I'm about to put on these shades. I'm about to put on this hat. I'm a match from head to toe. Dion Sanders, prime time type. What kind of coach are you?
1: Um, I mean, I I think I'm very much still figuring out uh what my true identity <laughs> is. I also think my true identity uh is gonna vary place to place. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I'm a city kid. I play wide receiver, so I I love style. Already about flash. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love all that, right? I, you know, I yeah, I, yeah, I got a. I'm a little bougie. I like all that stuff. I care about the swag. <laughs> I think the way you look matters. Um, I mean, I never really been a rah rah person. I think just in general, like I'm gonna talk my shit. You know, what I'm saying like I, I really want to destroy the person across from me. Um, you know, you play flag football with me. If you get oh, yeah. it, like I, I really, I really want to tear these other people apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't consider myself a dirty player. I don't, I, don't, I don't do dirty stuff, but I will psychologically try to beat you in. Um, mm-hmm. It's a sporting event. I think psychologically beating on your opponent matters. Um, nice. and, I, and I am passionate, right? Like, I, I definitely can, can let you know that when I think you're underachieving. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of my coaching style, I try not to yell at ninth
0: graders. Um, <laughs> you, you know, they're, they're, they're new to football. Wait, so you're, you're, are you coaching? Are you also coaching um, freshmen? So, I mean, I, the
1: the last two football programs that I've been a part of, um, we are not, our numbers are not on par with some of the other places in the, in the state, right? We have football okay. programs for 80, 90, 100 plus kids. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Cambridge, when I first got to Cambridge, we had 20-something kids in the football program. Uh, we had to work hard to get up to 50-something kids. Um when my first year in EB, we were down to fifty. We did get up to seventy-five or so last year, but I think we did too much begging kids to play football.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Instead of finding kids that really wanted to play football, we're back down to fifty something this year. Um I also believe in in in, you know, I'm I know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing, right? Like you probably could coach D-line or linebacker, you know, better than me if that's what you did, right? And so mm-hmm. why not have the ninth graders uh, work in with uh, better groups, getting better coaching. We dra- we put them in white jerseys so that we know that they cannot – like if we've seen a sophomore, like, okay, a sophomore can go with a ninth grader, right? But our ninth graders, we do that. And then more or less building on that, when we go to team, the freshmen, sophomores that are on sub varsity, they go down to one side of the field and then we keep the older kids up. So that's kind of how I do it in practice. But for a ninth grader or a first year football player, I try not to do a lot of yelling, right? Because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to line up. Everything's so crazy and so yelling right there. They're not conditioned for that. Now, on the other hand, I don't believe in that. Well, you can't yell at kids. No, mm. I, I don't. My parents, at least for me, I, when when someone would yell at me, it showed me passion. It showed me care. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes some kids need to hear it, like putting their hand on a hot stove. What you're doing is unacceptable, right? Especially if we have uh, reiterated this over and over and over and over again to you. Uh, I tried to coach football for a long time, just asking kids to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think that works when it gets deep down to things. I think sometimes it has to be, an emotional response right even at work right if mm-hmm. someone's just asking me nicely to do things all the time and they don't put on a very stern voice every once in a while i'm gonna walk all over them right <laughs> because the things that we're asking whether it's life or sports it's a selfless thing and it's hard to be selfless all the time right and so we have to reinforce certain behaviors right they say positive reinforcement i think positive reinforcement is good but at the same time, too, I think sometimes you got to let loose, and especially with the older guys. And I think they get it, right? You right. know, right. Um, especially because some of the decisions that can be made on a football field, not even yourself could get hurt, but you can get somebody else hurt. And, you know, my daughter's uh, soccer ball rolled in the street, and she chased it. I'm not going to kindfully uh, let her know she shouldn't be playing in the street. I'm going to yell because she almost just lost her life, right? right. I'll talk to her about it later on. And I think you also have to play the game of loving kids up while well, also sometimes, you know, we, we got to have to have some beef for a while. Right. You know, I mean, we got to have some that's, tension.
0: That's that tough love.
1: Yeah. You're not performing right. You know, you're not doing what is best for, I get yourself, but for the team, we're going to have some beef. You should be leaving practice some days not liking me. That's what right. I believe. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. you know, as a yeah. coach, you got to know how to be like, all right, I'm pushing you too hard. I need to fall back. I need right. to show you some love for a while. But ultimately, it's it's all out of love. We're trying to push you to the right spot. Yeah. Um, I think when you coach in high school football, we want to win football games. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it, it, winning is not everything. Right. right. Winning is a byproduct. You'll win a championship when you got the right team. Um, other than that, you know, you just compete. You teach them life lessons. You go through it. You get kids to college. You get them ready for college or whatever else they're looking to do. And that's it,
0: you know. Right. Uh, and I, I was, I was peeping the schedule real quick. And obviously, you guys paid like Lexington. That was not, uh, um, it looks like it was a non conference game. You guys are playing mm-hmm. Shrewsbury next. Is that right? Yep. Shrewsbury. Yep. How, how are they doing the schedule these days? Cause I know. <laughs> I think just shortly before the pandemic hit, or just just about a, about that time, they kind of shortened the schedules and started playoffs early and this that and the yeah, third. So a whole thing, I, I want, I want, I want to bring that up to you because I've heard so many different things from different people. I have zero idea. I'm just so used to a it. nine to ten game schedule, Thanksgiving rivalry game. Then they start the playoffs, you know, people going to Gillette and playing, you know, the whole nine. I feel like it's all changed since then. Yeah. So I
1: I think there's a lot going on. I won't get too much into certain parts because it's theory. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think the big thing we have to start with for us is the importance of Thanksgiving, right? I think that is a big New England thing, right? So because we're not willing to shift away from that, it really disrupts how to fit football season in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, is that Thanksgiving game pointless when you're trying to prepare for a Super Bowl? Right. Now, most teams are not going to the Super Bowl. So the reality is that Thanksgiving day game is very important for most teams. Mm-hmm. Like Catholic Memorial probably doesn't care about Thanksgiving day game. Super Bowl. Right. Right. They, 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 it's just a different situation. Um, I... I think that they should start football sooner. I think August probably should start camp. And I think that maybe Massachusetts needs to look at, like, someplace in the country starting the school year maybe a week sooner, getting in the last week of August, getting things going, so that kids can finish up and then go to um, basketball season or whatever other sports there are. Right. right. Um, I'm also just not sure the love for football like that out here. Massachusetts is a very different place in the country, right? Um, demographically, mm-hmm. we see a certain group of people play football. I'm not sure if it's sustainable out here. You know, we see soccer take it off. We see lacrosse take it off. We see hockey take it off, right? Um, yep. There's so many opportunities in Massachusetts to do stuff. Um, I just don't know if... if you You got to be a different dude to play football, right? And so... I think it's easier to walk away from football than ever before, right? And we're not putting kids in, and they're not falling in love with the game that they used to. Now, we know it's the number one sport in the United States. We know certain parts of this country you go to, you'll see over 100, 150, 200 kids in a high school football program. We know that that's where people go on Friday night. Football is very watched in this country. So we know there's still a taste for it. I just don't know if that's here. And I think what's happening is that when you get to the back end of your season, some kids are just like, well, we, we didn't make the playoffs or so we're eliminated. We don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. We're done. And this is not a sport that you can show up and just walk into a game. right? You know, baseball, you can go get struck and out, get blown out by 20, but nobody's going to lay you out. Basketball, you can just let a team beat you, but football,
0: the way that
1: I've seen it, if I had to get my butt kicked for a couple of years, I spent time lifting weights. I've been running all summer. I
0: ain't playing.
1: I'm going I'm to I'm I'm lay you out. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you, whether you mm-hmm. want to play or not. And that's the type of game it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think some programs, some places want to go to a shorter schedule because they don't want to play what they believe is meaningless games. I disagree with that. I think those games are very important. I think yeah. when you love football, You already have a limited amount of games to play. Please don't take any games away from me. Right? Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the back end of the season, that's about next year's team. Yeah. That's where some kids get some valuable reps. And when you take those reps away from those kids, well, you know, but we already talked about it. A lot of football programs end in August. I mean, they end in Thanksgiving and then they go and do other things. So they don't come back to football for a whole nother year. We don't have spring ball like other states. That is true. So when you lose those things, I think it, it, it in a weird way. Some of those programs that are struggling, they're going to go the other direction. Right. You know, we were starting a lot of freshmen in our last few games last year. Now we're playing a lot of sophomores. I'm glad they got to play their last few games. I'm, I'm a, I, I hope that we stay with 11 games. I hope that we don't go lower than that. But it is possible that we're going to start to get down to you know nine or eight games. Um, once you don't make the playoffs, your season would end probably till Thanksgiving. <laughs> But I think that's once again that's weird. Like, what are you going to do? Not play football for three weeks,
0: right? You're going to lose kids. And that's the unfortunate thing about Massachusetts. It's they they don't really the programs for football. You know, it, it it's not it's not focused too well. You know what I'm saying? I I remember I remember it used to be a big deal hearing about Brockton, hearing yep. about Everett, hearing about Axon, Broxboro hearing about you? T- you th- you talk about it, any of them teams like they used to be popular, like I remember like even like um what was it bridgewater I'm trying to remember which bridgewater team it was there were some powerhouses and and that that was even yeah. after we we left high school like there were some powerhouses, and they were and like you said you you when you're taking away those reps, those kids don't develop, and that's how that's how these teams be- became powerhouses they developed their players throughout. From the time they were mm-hmm. freshmen, or not, not even that, maybe when they were starting at Pee Wee, going going through the ranks, and then now they're a freaking junior and they're they're already getting recruited. You know what I'm no. saying? And that should be how it is, but it's not nowadays. I feel like it's the it's after They they rather you go streamline yourself into lacrosse now. Like go play lacrosse, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know.
1: And I think and, and, and don't get me wrong. I think playing a multitude of sports is important. I just think absolutely. that you cannot you cannot disrupt the The importance of reps for football. This idea that you're just good at football because you're athletic is, is wrong. It's a lot. Because tackling is a skill set. Block <laughs> destruction is a skill set. Processing the field is a skill set. Mm-hmm. You could take some really good athletes and they're not good on the football field because they don't know how to create and generate power. You know, yeah. I, last year we, we you know... I saw a bunch of kids get concussions, and and it's because they were only playing for a year or two. Because you don't know, like I, I tell them I'm, I wouldn't stick my face in that. I'm gonna use my hands. Yeah. I'm literally gonna use my <laughs> hands and my body. Your yeah. head is supposed to go back when you do some of these things. Yeah. But when you don't know how to play football, your head just comes forward. Yeah. You know, and the game has changed a lot. I mean, yeah, you literally that, that, can't do half yeah. the things.
0: And I, that, I had a. <laughs> They seen their be- they f- seen their favorite players doing it too, throwing themselves their whole yeah. body at somebody like, bro, like that's that's not wrapping up. That's not how you yep. really tackle. You know what I'm saying no,
1: no, and 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 and, and the worst part is it. You just can't, and, and I'm and I'm with the new rules. People talk about the game being soft. I'm with the new rules. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm down to take targeting out the game. I'm down to take cut blocking out the game. Um. What else? So now their new rule in Federation, which I like, if a receiver's going for the football, you can't just hit stick them. you got to wrap them up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win-win for offense and defense. It's a win yeah. for offense because you don't need to just be out here trying to smoke me with a hit. Right. But the amount of times that you get a wide receiver that's big and strong that bounces off a guy because a guy didn't want to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Right? I actually saw it tonight. I went to the, you know, it's, it's, you see it. Guys bounce off guys all the time. You got to wrap up. You know, so I'm, yeah. it's a new rule. I like it. Um, you know, people can call the game what it is. I don't – it's dope to be physical and knock guys around on the football field. Yeah,
0: and and people got to understand this too. Like, right now the NFL the NFL is making implementing a lot of the newer rules as well. And right now there's a big – there's a huge AAU style type football going on with Skeleton – uh, a lot of seven on sevens, you know, you, yep. you, you name it. Like those are becoming huge, hugely popular. And at some point down the road, we're going to see flag football becoming a national sport or even an Olympic sport. Cause it's popular. Yeah. Like let's not act like it's not popular and it's not fun to watch. It is. And and, and if you're willing to watch people play big three basketball nationally, you are, yeah. you're, you should be okay with watching flag football. And I think it's a great thing. And it's like protecting People don't understand protecting the NFL player or football player in general is very important cuz these guys careers are ending quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it. Like it's a, the the impact of a tackle of any sorts is close to a, a car crash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cuz these guys are faster, stronger, bigger than ever before. So mm-hmm. these rules need to be implemented cuz you need to you need these younger guys to understand this is not how you do it. this is not mad yeah. we don't you don't just press the 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 square button and just throw your body. you know what I'm saying you gotta learn how to wrap up and tackle- securely. um yep. you know you, you 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 you're going against an opponent that you you know you have to have respect for you don't want just just destroy their career you know what I'm saying yeah. it's just right there in one hit so uh, no, I didn't sure. know I didn't know about those rules, but I'm glad to hear that they, they're doing stuff like that. Because be, you know what it is outside of those who haven't played ever in their life or play, probably played once and they quit, they think, "Oh, this is soft." Like, okay, you go out there and tackle go somebody. Go play. Go, it's like. go, go check it, it out. Go. go 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 over there and block. Uh, you know, Khalil Mack. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, <for> sure. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, like, I'm not asking, like, for me, I'm not
1: asking for the, uh, you know what I'm saying? I do think there are certain things that it's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the game is only going to get so safe. And that's all sports, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not asking to take us out of helmets. I'm not asking for what we saw in the Pro Bowl with the flags and stuff like that. I'm not asking for mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I just think that we can keep the hits on the body frame. Yes, and we and we can and we can move from there. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you are skilled, you can make the tackle the exact way that you need to, right on the body frame. You know, you don't need to do no dirty cut blocks. I've always felt that cut blocks was a dirty way to play football, mm-hmm. and I'm an offensive player. And I'm not right. saying I've never launched a couple of cut blocks, but it's a cheap way <laughs> to play football. Yeah, you know, make the block the right way, um, and same thing, you know. Put the hit on the body. There's no need to take my head off. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: unnecessary. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, I saw on the schedule as well. And I'm sure you got it circled already. Uh, you're playing your Almanada mm-hmm. <laughs> uh in October. I I might want to go out to check that out. I know that'll nah, be a dope I- game. Actually, one of my
1: good friends. It's his, It was his birthday yesterday. He actually just texted me. He they they play tonight. And yeah. He's like, uh, because he just. I was like, so where's your birthday? Because I might slide over there tonight. And he was like, he just sent me back. Was like, I don't know if you want to come. I'm probably gonna pull up. That's my guy. Um, and obviously, you play with Vince on as well, too. Yeah, yeah I like, play with football. him. Yeah, I seen the uh, birthday.
0: Yeah, yeah, shout out to yeah, him. Yeah. Nah, definitely.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm too. I'm split on it, right? I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm ruthless. Like I, I want to win. That's how I am. Right. And I recognize that I teach, like, I got like six or seven football players in my class at Mm -hmm. the high school. And, um, you know, even though I don't coach them directly, I see myself as an important person to them, right? Whether it's because I played the sport they played, I used to coach there. A lot of people still think I coach there. I don't coach there. Mm -hmm. But I'm a very prideful person, you know? Like, I don't care. I, I walk right in at the high school, that is the Cambridge Falcons, and I wear my acting box stuff because those are my guys, right? Right? My computer, my cell phone, the skin on it is acting box bro. Those are my guys. Cambridge guys, those are my guys too. That's who I teach. But yeah. my team is acting box bro. Right. Right. Um, I don't like the game. I would have rather not played the game, truthfully, just because I just feel like... It's we're putting we just putting young kids in weird roles. Like I I would have rather not played it in general. I didn't ask for the game. Um I know how Vince on is. I know how I mean we used to have the offense defense when I was in Cambridge going at it in practice. It would get tense. Me and Vince on are grown adults. We understand how to compete, but how to not go overboard. right? Right? So for me, it's a game that I'm excited, right? It's prideful. You don't want to lose. You want to win this game. But that game will be a game that you have to carefully get your kids ready to play a physical sport, like I said, but make sure that there are not lines at a cross. Um, right. So to me, sometimes, you know, my and I have another good friend at Waltham that we're playing against this year. We played against the last two years. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd love to get them off the schedule, too. You know, I don't it's a mode that you turn on when you're competing. And sometimes competing against friends can be tough because it it gets to that level. Right. You know, and when the kids know coaches on both teams, people feel like they got to do more than they needed to. And on top of that, those kids are going to want to
0: play hard for you guys anyway. So it's it's going to be an added, it's going to be an added piece of passion right there mm-hmm. and speak speaking of big games um texas just took the lead on alabama now it's about yeah. 2016 with 14 left i like to do that sometimes update the the people on this game because i think this is one of the bigger games of college football in general yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't wait, I didn't realize it, I, I didn't realize so, they were playing
1: so early like this like so, this shit's so crazy. i'm being honest i'm not a huge sec guy um mm-hmm. I am not a Nick Saban uh, fanatic. I respect neither,
0: neither, am, I. neither am I. I. Respect, I
1: respect. I just don't like the SEC. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: I bet. I I loved Oregon with Chip Kelly. Um. I like Michigan a lot. I love to see USC returns restored to their fame. Should I love to see um. Uh, Texas get back. Texas hasn't been right since Vince Young. Um, oh man, that, that was my thought as a kid. I'm glad USC has Lincoln Riley, but I wish Lincoln Riley had stayed in Oklahoma. I really liked what they were doing over there. Um, yeah, man. I I I'm not an SEC guy. I'll be straightforward. I know that's <laughs> where the best football players are. Uh, maybe it's because they got something that most people don't. The best athletes typically do play in the SEC. Yeah, there's that too. But we obviously know with football, like I said, you need to be ba- you need to have a base level a- athleticism is important for sure. Mm -hmm. we're not disregarding that but you gotta be skilled at the sport too and I'm not saying that those guys aren't because they are but there are other ballers in other places in the country and so to me I love to see a non-SEC school dominate because football is more than just athleticism you know and we see it in the NFL some of the best players didn't play in the SEC now a lot of the linemen did but yeah. a lot of the skilled players are not necessarily SEC football players.
0: I agree. So yeah. I'd love to
1: see a non-SEC do, team do their thing.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, um, obviously you have got the kickoff. Kickoff Thursday, kickoff, kickoff week. This is kickoff week, yep. week one. First game of the season just concluded. Um, KC lost 21-20. Um, yep. And, of course, you know, you're – big Patriots fan, but you're more a big Tom Brady fan from what I've noticed. Um, if anything. I yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, so you're, I mean, you're probably I mean, the biggest Tom Brady fan I ever met, dog. So, like, you, you so, were all. I mean,
1: one hand washes the other, right? Brady became my guy because he was a Patriot. Patriot, So you yeah. could go back to us a little kid, I was a huge Patriots fan. I right. never envisioned Tom Brady would play for another team. Right. And when you grow up watching a guy that is just so, he is just risen to the occasion over and over and over again. It's like, I got to watch this guy. And I wasn't a fan of the Mac Jones pick. I hated the Mac Jones pick. Right. I thought the Mac Jones pick, it puts us in a bad situation. I think we're in a bad situation. When you take a quarterback in the first round, you got to know that that guy is the guy. I, I don't understand what about Matt Jones told the New England Patriots to draft him. Because the league has changed. Tom Brady is, is the last of that type. Kirk Cousins will phase out, and that's why I think he can't get over the hump um, in terms of winning. Why would we go get a Matt Jones? We know that these styles of quarterbacks, they're not it in today's NFL. You gotta be able to create. The D line's too
0: athletic. You have to be off schedule a lot in this NFL. Yeah. Off schedule like a motherfucker. Like,
1: I don't know if... I'm not saying all the way on one side. I don't know if the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts style of play can consistently win you Super Bowls. I think it can win you one with a good defense. Right. But the, you know, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, that style of play, I think that's the future of football. A guy who can run a little bit to extend plays can get off platform and make the throws, right? And then they're smart and understanding. You mm-hmm. know, because every quarterback in the NFL is good, you know. That's why offers, they're there. They're be- there for a reason. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. But when we talk about winning a Super Bowl, there's got to be something special yeah.
0: about you. That's Whether you got to
1: creep with your legs, you can make great throws. I think Brady is the exception to being that smart. Most people are not getting to that level. Shoot, I think you can make the argument Peyton Manning just even as smart as he is. He never got to that level. You know, Brady, just he just always made the right play at the right time. You know, you can talk about all these other things. Obviously, Bill Belichick is a big part of that. Um, But so to me, I had to be a huge fan and then just to watch them to win the Super Bowl the first year. You know, it was dope. I watched them transform their offense to what Brady needed it to be to win. Um, you know, I told people ahead of time that I knew Leonard Fournette was gonna get the job over Rojo. Um, <laughs> Rojo don't have no hands, he can't pass protect. Um, and and Brady likes a physical back, I feel that gets you know, you know, downhill in between the tackles. Rojo is more of a high tempo, you know, cutback or whatever type guy. So, I, I, I that was a dope year for me. I actually just threw off my uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, pajamas the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Listen, I was sick because they played my Packers in the NFC Championship that year. And I truly thought that was the year for the Packers to finally get over the fucking hump. And it killed me because I think uh, the year prior, they lost to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. So it's like it's it, it was painful to see, but it was great to see two of the greatest of all time. Yep play each other multiple times actually yep. like, we we were we were blessed to be able to see that because i don't know how many times oh wow texas took a bigger lead uh um, i don't know how many times we we were able to see like <laughs> exactly um i don't know how many times we got to see goats go against each other in nfl um as far as quarterbacks we saw a lot of Peyton brady but you know that was sometimes that felt one-sided because belichick yep. was just a freaking doctor. Like he 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 yep. he just he just knew how to defend Peyton Manning. And I think Peyton Manning's later years he kind of figured it out a little bit. Um but you know he, I agree with you with Tom I, I was not really a big Tom Brady guy. I, I was I thought the hype was the hype until his second part of his career. I was like, this guy is serious. Like from mid-30 to late 30, 40s, he was really the guy. Like he was really better than everybody else. And he didn't have to run, you know, a four or five to do that. He was really like sit in the pocket, analyze the field, <laughs> pick and choose who he wants to chop you up with. He made Edelman one of probably the greatest wide receivers in playoff history. You know, Gronkowski became one of the greatest tight ends of all time. You know, he went to Tampa and he made Mike Evans even greater than what he was already is, and Godwin became yep. even better of a player. Like yep you can't it's arguably he was he he just made people better and i think that his development was later in his career um the first three super Bowls, obviously he was great but it was not the same guy you know Mm -hmm. before the acl tear you know you know he had he had 2007 acl tear and it's like okay is he gonna be better because he they hadn't won for like 10 years straight almost and then they figured it out they found a way and it's like you, you got to respect them. You got to love them for that. And this is the first season without him for the first time ever. For real, for real. And it's going to be, I think a lot of people are going to feel some type of way seeing him for the first time oh. in New England, in street clothes, um, being honored today. I mean, on Sunday. Well, when people watch this, they're going to probably see it on Monday yeah. or Sunday. But yeah,
1: yeah it, it, it stinks because to me, I just feel like there's still more left in the tank.
0: You know, I think so too <laughs>
1: he would still play. Uh, I, I personally think there's a lot of. I, I didn't think he was bad in Tampa last year. I thought Tampa was old. I think there's a reason why they didn't reoffer Mike Evans the contract he wants. Mike Evans did not play good last year. Yeah. Um, Chris Goblin was coming back from an ACL injury. Um, what's For his Fournette, name? Fournette
0: got was out of shape.
1: Yeah, I mean, Fournette. That's the problem with sports, right? Mm-hmm. He was hungry coming to Tampa, right? He was a bust. He didn't pan out in Jacksonville. Brady wanted him because he knew Brady knew what he could do with him. Mm-hmm. And then in that second year, he wasn't hungry. Yeah. He was running sideways again, doing all that other stuff. Obviously, the departure of Gronk did not help.
0: Yeah, um, I think that was the you know, biggest part of losing, it,
1: too. losing Antonio Brown didn't help. And did then had a you back? Got hurt. And then yeah. I think, honestly, Devin White and uh, um, who's the other linebacker? Levante David, they took a step back. And then the whole secondary was hurt all year. Yeah. And that's the that's what's tough. And so sometimes, you know, I'd have to go back and look at it, but when we talk about teams where they don't win, they get in bad financial situations. I think look for at, the most
0: look at part. The Rams. Same thing happened to the Rams. No,
1: and, and and that and that's what's about to happen with Tampa's in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Watch closely. If the Jets don't win the Super Bowl in the year two, they're gonna be in a bad situation.
0: Yep. You know? Yep. And well, people if people if Aaron Rodgers is very emotional, so he will be the first one to jump ship. Trust. Yep.
1: Well, he'll be done if it don't work out with the Jets. I, I think. I, I I think they're gonna get it done. I think Aaron Rodgers gonna win a Super with the Jets. I do think so. I I'm think.
0: I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm not passionate enough like yep. you are for Tom Brady as, as yeah. for me for him. Like I, 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 I love him, he, but I'm not that deep with him. <laughs> I think.
1: The, I think. The, I I think Aaron Rodgers is hungry. I think the Brady. I think the Brady move to Tampa hurt him, right? Um, and and I think that he's gonna act a little bit different you know, for this year. Yeah. I think he's going to go out there and get it done um, because he is a generational talent. He is really good, and it's always like it's just one bad game that stops them. Like, I think the difference between that Packers and, and Tampa game when they played was that interception he threw right before halftime, and then Tampa came out and threw a touchdown himself before halftime. But that's yeah. Brady for you. That's yeah. Brady one-on-one for you. The yeah, other QB messes up, and then he literally comes in and the makes the play. Out. Yeah. You know, I think Mahomes kinda got that going on for him. Um but you know it's football. Things change every single day and uh, you know, you just never really know what what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. But quickly speaking on that game from Thursday, um, before yep. we conclude, and I wanna get your take on what you think about this, the Patriots season in a little bit. But um how much did you cringe when you saw Kadarius Toney just shit his pants the whole fucking game. <laughs> As a receiver, that that probably you probably worked on your craft to catch a goddamn ball at no yeah. at all different types of speeds, and probably the probably the biggest moments of your life in many times. And then you see a guy like him who's absolutely very talented. He's like one of he's probably he's up there. He's he's yeah. his upside yeah. is very high. Mm-hmm. I I I personally do not like to play the whole game of well. Could have been, would have been, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm, it's hard to say, it's hard not to say it this time. The, the the ball hit his hand, pick six. He he could have gained a big, big um, completion for a first down uh, in late in the fourth quarter that would have led to them to be at least in field goal range. There was things that was happening that I couldn't understand. And I'm sure you were cringing watching this, that game. Like, what the hell just happened here?
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think it's week one. Right, yeah, I think it's, what's
0: it's important.
1: Right. <laughs> Here are the two things that I saw and that I liked. The receivers did create a lot of separation. Mm-hmm. They were Mahomes open. looked. Mahomes created and looked accurate. Mm-hmm. If the drops continue to happen throughout the season, then yeah, that's a problem. But yeah. I just think sometimes it's it's a prime time game. It's the first official game of the season.
0: Oh, I lost you. We're gonna wait for him to come back. I think he his phone died or. Uh, he lost connection, <laughs> he lost you there. Yeah. I forgot what we were even talking about, but um,
1: <laughs> nah, we were talking about
0: uh, the Chiefs in his struggle, but now nah, my phone died. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Um, but yeah, yeah, you no, you're right, though. It's um, it's easy to overreact on week one. Um, the only thing, the only thing I will say is that it's still very much more crucial for the Chiefs to win that game than it would be for the Lions. The Lions needed that. The Lions, I wouldn't say, needed that game very badly because the NFC is kind of, like, on the weaker side. But the AFC is, like, there's, like, at least 10 teams that are going to be really competing this year, and that's them, mm-hmm. they have the conference. And they, this is the, you know, the Chiefs, you know, they, I I would never bet against them, so I, I would not fully overreact. But this is an opp- that was an opportunity for them that they missed out. But... um you're right. I w- There's no need to overreact. You know, those, those drop balls stuff for Tony. Yeah. Um, he, had a, he was talking a lot yeah, of trash I, this offseason, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think they'll be I right. And I agree with you. I mean, they definitely shouldn't just be dropping games. But I think similar to the Patriots, I, I think Mahomes has solidified himself as somebody who will figure out how to get it done. So even if they are a two seed or whatever it is, I think that they will um i think there's also just a lot of transitioning right like the the jets i think the jets are gonna be good i that's who i would pick but i think the jets are gonna be a low seed i don't think they're gonna it's gonna take them a while to figure it out um well we'll see it's remained to be seen if, if if josh allen can really ball like that without brian dable um the Bengals. yeah i like them but let's see i mean they didn't they're not gonna pay t higgins what he wants so what do they trade him like what happens um yeah, I mean, do you like the Dolphins? I don't know. You know, so um, <laughs> I agree. There's a lot of teams gunning, but all that stuff fixes it out. And 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 we had a conversation earlier. You know, a lot of people don't handle losing well. So when those things happen and those teams have to deal with that adversity, not every team's going to meet that. Right. Um, and so we'll see what happens when that happens. You know, I, I think the Chiefs are in the best situation to handle losing um, yeah. because they're key players. Um, understand, the, understand the you know,
0: and Andy Reid, yeah, and no, Andy the Reed.
1: they get it. So it's a little bit different than than when you're on a younger team or on a
0: team without a true identity, right? Um, before I let you go, yeah, what is your expectations of the Patriots this year? <laughs> you could give me, you could give me your biased opinion. I don't think you will though, because you're, you're very, you're yeah. pretty, I don't, you're I don't pretty know. realistic.
1: You'd have to ask me after week four. Um, I told you I'm not high. I'm not high on Mac Jones. Yeah. I think he's yeah. he's he's good enough to get them maybe to the playoffs. I think it really comes down to how well. What is Bill O'Brien going to do with this offense? I don't know. I don't think this offense is that good. Um, I think Bill will have a good defense. Uh, I think special teams always be in place, but I just don't think this offense will be that good. I mean, like Devontae Parker is a deep threat. <laughs> I don't know Juju Smith. I, I like Juju Smith as a two. I do. Um, Ramondae Stevens is gonna stay healthy. I, I just I know they're not going far. I, I can't see it. Yeah. You know. Hopefully we can get to ten and seven or eleven and six and, and make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I do think they can cause some problems for AFC teams, but I believe I, true, I, I truly Patriots, believe that too. But you know what? Maybe it won't happen. But maybe, just maybe, Patriots will. Be so bad, they'll lose so many games, and we can get Caleb Williams. We can move <laughs> on from of Mac Jones, and everything will go back in short order. That's what Bill should
0: do. They should just take. I mean, he's, let's be honest. It's a big season for him and Mac. For one, I don't think it's because of his coaching. I think it's because of his offseason decisions. Um, for last year, deciding to have Patricia part of the offensive team as a coach, and then on top of that, I truly believe, like, this is, this is the major big difference that I've seen with what they've done in New England versus everywhere else. Mac Jones, for all his life, has been playing with four- to five-star receivers. Mm-hmm. You're giving him... And line. An offensive lineman. And offensive linemen. And defense. You. Exactly. So when you're giving him jujus and... So and so's and whatever's Hunter Henry's. Um, no, don't disrespect to him. Respectfully, he's, he's, a, he's a decent tight end, but I'm just they got
1: saying you now, though. They got just now.
0: If, if he stays healthy, <laughs> that's another one, dude. He hasn't had those type of people like at least two. Is, I don't think two is better than him, per se. He's probably a little more accurate, but they giving him to a waddle, they're giving him to Tyreek Hill, they're giving him running <laughs> backs with speed. They're giving him – they paid Armstead big-time t- tackle money. They're yep. spending money around him while he's on his rookie contract. Same goes for Mahomes when he first came on board. They they built around him. Um, although Aaron Rodgers is much older, they, they're paying up to make sure he has people around him to be yep. successful. Well, that's the, the pay, thing, right? You know, the okay. Patriots didn't really do much, in my personal opinion, to give this kid – top-tier talent to be they, successful.
1: They, so that's the thing, but they've never had, right? Brady right. never had that, right? And so that's what it is. And so, I see, I'm not against the Patricia hire. I, I think we never got to really see what that project looked like mm-hmm. because, it, because everybody was so against it off-rip and Matt Jones didn't play right underneath it. I, I think... There's a reason why Bill Belichick coaches don't succeed elsewhere. They belong with Bill Belichick. It's a style of play, right? Like, they hold the ball. They manage it. They need a quarterback that can make the third down throw, right? Like, what Patricia I, – I, I don't – I think Patricia would have been fine if he was with a better quarterback, personally. That's just what I believe, right? right? Like, Patricia – let's go back eight years ago. He was on people's T-shirts. He was a genius, you know? Um, So that's that, you know, I, I don't think the guy, like, if you can coach, I get it. If you can coach defense, I think you can coach offense. It's just to me. Yes. If sometimes with a young quarterback, you want to often to mine with them to teach them how to do things. But I don't think bill is interested in that style of quarterback. Right. And so I think that they need to try to figure out how to get a guy that can make the throws, but a guy that is going to ultimately take the back seat to the defense, run the ball, do a lot of screens. And when we need you on third and long, you'll make that throw. We don't need to bust out all our best passing plays to uh, to be winning this game. Like, let's run the ball and we'll bust out our best passing
0: plays when we need to. Yeah, because New England's always been known for having one of the better, um, you know, play action Mm -hmm. offenses like even though they didn't really have they could put anybody back there in the backfield and you would still believe Tom Brady was handing the ball off and I mean I believe Mac Jones has that ability but you know you know early (laughs) success leads to a lot of um you know you know I feel like his ego got up there and he believed he was who he is who he thinks he is and then he just was um you know mashing heads with Matt Patricia at the wrong times and, of course, yeah. he got hurt. People forget about that. I, I think the high ankle sprain definitely affected him when it came down to it at the end of the day. So, Ooh, but He well,
1: don't depend on that much running. I mean, Brady played a whole season <laughs> 10 at 40-something with a torn MCL. So I, right. <laughs> I, I just think people be writing articles, man. Like, if you play football, you got to play her you yeah, play basketball, you yeah. not play hurt. Play hurt, yeah. It's like Jay, people talk about Jason Tatum, uh, whatever, stinger, fracture, vertebrae, whatever he did to his neck. No one cares, man. Oh, I got to get hand, wrist surgery. Oh, you need to go perform. All that stuff is annoying. I agree
0: with you, but you got to go perform. Yeah, you're a professional athlete. Yeah, you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid, and that's why it's different. Yeah. And just like us, when we do our jobs... We could we could complain about oh I got a headache but you still got to do your job as an educator I still got to do my job whatever I do you only you got so many us. you only got so
1: many sick days man and there are certain exactly. days you can't be sick don't <laughs> yep. be mm-hmm. sick on Sundays
0: <laughs> and I agree we're gonna leave it with that don't be sick on Sundays <laughs> all <right>. y'all <laughs> all right bro all right, thank man. you for Have joining me on my podcast I appreciate you, appreciate you bro. Um uh make all sure right. y'all check out the acting acting Boxborough Revolution. Um. Yep. On Friday nights, um, keep up with them, and um. Good luck with the rest of the season, bro. Be sure, man. We'll definitely get up. Absolutely. Ah, uh uh-huh. yeah. This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers. Tryna make a little boss yo, 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 yo Some get a little Some get none Shit I was part of the Some get none